911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. You have a sleepy face going on this Mm -hmm. morning. So it's a Sunday. We're pre-recording this episode. We just got back from Vegas. And while we were in Vegas, as we were playing from casino to casino, inserting our rewards cards from machine to machine, I couldn't help but think about the topic of microchipping. And so I thought that was something that we could talk about today. And I've titled this episode, Have You Already Been Microchipped? So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, there is a conspiracy theory. There are many posts that I have seen going around where initially it was, you get the vaccine and that's the mark of the beast. And then I saw the narrative change to where people started saying that not only will they not get the vaccine, but when the round of microchipping comes into play, they're also going to refuse that too. And as we were in Vegas and, you know, we were, gosh, we walked like 17,000 steps a day or something (laughs) like that. When we go to Vegas, it's always super active for us because we like to just explore and to just see what's going on in the different casinos. And while we were inserting our players club card into the machines as we were playing, it's linked to an app. And I kept checking in on that app to see the different types of progress that we were making. So there's these different tier levels and things like that. And it had me understanding that the casino knows everything that we're doing. The casino knew exactly where we were. They understood the type of activity that we are when we do play on the slot machines. And then I started thinking a little bit deeper about the fact that we actually started to receive microchips and people really didn't even take it into consideration. Remember when all of the like visas and things like that, they started to send us new cards with these new chips in them. And I started thinking a little bit deeper on that. And before that, we actually have these little chips on our phone so much to the extent that we can take that chip out and we can put it in another phone, meaning we can take our electronic fingerprint and we can make sure that that continues forward or even transfer everything from the cloud, right? It's literally that simple. And then you go even further and you you think about the types of devices that we use on a regular basis, like our laptops, or even having an assignment of a social media account. Like these are all things that I don't think people realize are no different than having a quote microchip inserted into our bodies because in essence we wouldn't really need that because we have that same exact thing attached to us 24 7. yeah and i mean the kind of thought process is is you can't purchase anything you can't do anything without these microchips and we already have them they're all they're so instilled into our society that if you don't have it you can't make purchases if i mean unless minus the cash aspect of say you had no cell phone no technology whatsoever and you only utilize cash that would be the only way that you would be able to survive without having these items so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of Like thinking about it in that aspect, it's you have to, I mean, you'd have to 
you, I mean, you have to have a microchip in one way or another because if you have a bank account, you're going to have a microchip. If you're going to cash your checks, I mean, you can go to the bank and pay the fees to get the checks cashed without it, but then you're having to pay those fees and everything. And we do it a lot more for convenience purposes to have those bank accounts and to have everything associated to our names. But you can't even survive without having something tied into your name for tracking purposes. And when you think about the the question of why, like why would this even exist? And I think that is such a deep question to sit on whether we're talking about microchipping or something political or, you know, whatever it may be. And almost ultimately, the answer to that question, why, comes down to the level of control. So control could be many things. It could be the level of people that you're controlling, the monopoly, the money, like there there are so many elements of control. And just thinking about it from a law enforcement perspective, if let's just say everybody was injected with some form of a microchip, like physically in their body, what would the reason of that type of control be? Well, to easily be able to pull somebody up and to literally like look at this host of everything, everything that has to do with their personality traits, their behavior traits, um, where they've been, what they say versus what they've actually done. And there's no difference between having a physical microchip versus what exists now in terms of like law enforcement, let's just use that as an example, to be able to pull from, to be able to use access and to be able to, and I'm not saying law enforcement wants to control, I'm just using that as an example, but then you can very easily trace, track, and monitor in the exact same way. Well, and we use those for investigative techniques already. I mean, between facial recognition softwares to databases that we've established over multiple years to kind of, okay, I, I have this guy's name, I run him up, and I see, okay, what's his pattern? What is his kind of, his personality trait that, like you explained, is now we can kind of piece it together and say, yes, this was him or not him, or kind of like in my investigations, it's, I can kind of narrow my scope down just based off of these databases that we utilize. And it's, it's there. Yeah. And when we think about the things that have been implemented, I think it's also important to consider the things that have also been taken away. Because I remember when you and I were growing up, like giving our fingerprint, our thumbprint, like that was such a massive, like almost nerve wracking thing to have to do. Right. And nowadays there are very few things that you have to provide your fingerprint for. And that's because the tangible form of your fingerprint has now converted into an electronic form of your fingerprint. That being everything that you do that has anything to do with technology, which isn't, it's a, a it's unavoidable no matter what we do. Yeah, it's it, it kind of throws me back to thinking of like as a kid like in law enforcement you you we pushed parents to get their kids fingerprinted mm-hmm. we and 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 it was for safety purposes it's for and there's a lot of good that's with it but at the same time it could be utilized on the negative aspect as well. Yeah, and it's really not necessary nowadays. Like I I don't even know that they still have those programs in school. 
No, I don't. I don't think so. And I mean, it was a great form of being able to track and monitor children back in the day, but Mm -hmm. it's just not necessary because of the vast array of digital fingerprints that exist on so many modalities for every individual. Well, and not only that, just our DNA in general. I mean, our DNA is is our kind of our global fingerprint that's even more like visible or more identifiable for an individual person. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to understanding and even considering the fact that we do have this technological fingerprint, there there are very few ways around it, as you said, unless you want to live remotely, which I mean, we live relatively remotely, but I can tell you just by simply considering the electronic fingerprints in this house alone, whether it's the cameras that we have set up outside or even purchasing something online and then linking my physical location and somebody external being able to come to my physical location in that way. Like there are these microchips that connect me to so many different facets outside of this house. And it's the same for all of us. And there are very few things I think that we can do in order to protect that. There are some safety measures that we can each take on our cell phones, especially like the tracking element of cell phones, which I do believe that regardless of how much you secure your tracking elements on your phone, it is still very very much open, very much unsecure. There are things like VPNs that certainly help to mitigate some of your traffic and performance when it comes to searching for things online. But those are just very small things. And I think that the most important thing is to be aware of the fact that this microchip does exist and to be cognizant of where you're forthcoming and where you're so willing to allow that fingerprint to just be out there in the universe. Yeah, I I mean... There's only so much you can do and to protect yourself, but and I think even with VPNs, it's still they're still trackable. There's still different avenues you can take to narrow down those IP addresses associated to it. But no matter what, if you're connected to any network, like you're going to be tracked. Yeah, which is all the more reason to be aware of the things that you're sharing on social media, the things that, you know, you're you are allowed to have a voice, but that doesn't mean that you need to post a like and reaction to everything that you see online. So I hope that that is the takeaway for today's episode. If you've gotten some value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.